Welcome to this episode of the podcast, which is part number three, the last part of the series around the money objection, I can't afford it. The objection you might encounter in conversations with potential clients the most. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. In the first two episodes, I spoke about the internal shifts that can change this objection fundamentally. The first one being seeing your client as your mirror. Whatever that person is bringing up is showing something in your own life. And the second episode being about the triggers of emotions and limiting stories in yourself and how to solve them. So please go back and listen to those episodes, if you haven't. And in this episode, I want to give you more input on how to actually navigate the conversation. What you can say if someone is bringing up this objection. Basically, how you can lead the person through the process. Because this is where people usually stop and think the conversation is over. Even though it is just starting. It's not the end. It's the beginning. You really have to understand that. And this is where most of the people end the conversation. And it's not about wanting to convince the other person. But because now you can work out what is behind this objection. Is it really a no? And very often it is not. It might, or more often, it is fear. It is limiting stories of that person. And you can be of help unraveling that. You know, it is your job to powerfully coach them through this and not leaving them hanging in there. So I can't afford this. Very often is the conversation starter for you instead of the end of the conversation. Let me remind you, it is not about the price. Most of the time, it is not about the price. A price is relative. It is not an absolute. It can be 10 euros and still be too expensive for someone. And it can be 100k and someone is willing to pay that. And it's not even about the fun someone has. Clients pay me without having that money in the bank. I did the same. I Always, when I invested, I never had the, the money um, lying around somewhere. And people have that kind of money and they are not willing to pay it. So it's really not about the money. And of course, sometimes there is something which is for later. If I don't want to invest a million right now for that, it might be later. And still, it's a decision. It's not what I want to bring up now. It's not what I want to raise the funds for right now. So what to do if you're facing that objection? Like, how can you keep going? What can you say? How can you take this further? 
So this episode really is about giving you some ideas on that and helping you to coach that person powerfully because it can be a transformation for life with them. They might be facing a pattern and you are going to show that to them, unravel that for them or with them. And this might help them take their life forward in ways they never expected. And that with a tiny sales conversation, you know, not even going into any other topics. There are several threads for you to check because, you know, most of the time people use that objection to leave the conversation without having to lose your face or their face. And we have to figure out why they want to leave the conversation. Not what they are using, what kind of excuse or what kind of words they are using, but what is behind that. As I said before, in some rare cases, it is just that. There is no money, they don't want to spend it, and it's not the right thing for them right now. So that's fine, you know, no issue there. However, don't shy away from the conversation. It's a massive service to help them figure out what it is and perhaps solve a pattern, as I said, in their whole lives. And there are usually three main reasons, and we can go deeper on each one. They are either not convinced by the offer, what you are offering them, or by the service provider, meaning you, the service provider or the product provider, you, or by themselves. And you need to figure that out. Go into the conversation with them. Ask if that really is it. I can't really give you a phrase there because it is part of the conversation. Just show genu genuine interest. For example, let's go a little bit deeper. Is there something else that bothers you? Is there something around the offer which you haven't understood yet or where you think that's not really what I need? Is it perhaps about me? Is there something you don't really feel comfortable with? Or does it have to do with you? Find words to start the conversation and ask them. Just ask. If you don't ask, you don't get answers. And showing that kind of interest in someone is really highly appreciated usually. If you come from a place of interest, if you come from a place, oh, I just want to find what is holding them back so I can make the sale, of course, this is not what I mean. I really mean to understand what is that person holding back. Why are they coming or bringing up the money objection? What is behind that? Like being a detective, really being interested to figure out what it is. And if they say really about the offer, they are not really sure if that offer is what they need right now. Very often it is the case that you have not been clear enough about what you really offer. What is the transformation they are paying for? Whether it's a product or service. What is the pain it takes away from them? Or what is the passion or the desire which is being fulfilled if they buy that service or offer? If it's not clear what it is, like if they don't see the value, they won't take their money out. It is really all about the message. And you, you can figure that out. If the person says, like very often it has happened to me that people said, mm, really, I don't need marketing support or something. I need something different. And I said, yes, and this is actually what we do. You know, I learned that the person hadn't understood at all what my offer was. And I could make it clear. 
for them, it was an easy way out to say like, actually, I don't have money for that. Because for that, they really didn't have money. They didn't want that. They wanted something else. And for that, they wanted to find the money. They wanted to make it happen. If it's not the offer, if the offer is crystal clear, they know they want that, it's not the issue. It might be that it's you as the service provider or product provider. This is really not so often the case, especially if they inquired for it. If they reached out to you and asked, like, can you tell me more about that? Usually they do like you and they do appreciate you. Otherwise, they wouldn't have reached out or wouldn't have answered a call to action, you know? And this sometimes happens if you do the outreach and then they reply to you and say, mm, that's not really what I want or I can't afford it. And then it might be interesting to go down this route and ask your intuition there. You will get some hints. You will get some ideas of, mm, perhaps I wasn't in the best energy when I reached out. Perhaps I wasn't really confident about my offer. I wasn't really convinced about it. So how should the other person be convinced about it? And then you have to own your offer more. You have to step into it. And again, ask about it. So the first thing is intuition. What does your intuition tell you? And then ask about it. I'm really all about openness and stopping the, the tiptoeing around. Because at least you will learn from it. You will get valuable insights in yeah, something around you. And you will lead with example. And you know you can be diplomatic. You don't have to ask the person like, why do you hate me? What is the problem with me? What is the matter with me? You know, that sounds like really desperate. And usually, as I said, it's not about you. And if there is something, you can be diplomatic. You can say, I have the feeling there is something you're missing in me and my guidance. Can you share it with me? Super easy. And either the person says, yeah, really, I have the feeling like you're so bold and I have the feeling I can't keep up with you. You know, you're like, this is all so intense and I feel frightened. And then you can learn from that. Either now you know you have to be a little bit softer or you can speak more to their own self-belief and empower them. Or you will know, actually, those are my standards. That's me. And this is me and I'm not going to dim that. I'm not going to change that. So it's actually not the right person. So there are two ways to that. Either you know, oh, okay, this is what the person needs. It's not about the money. It's about that the person needs to feel more empowered and needs to see that I have different facets to me. I can serve her in, in different ways. Or it is about keeping up your standards and saying, okay, then it's not a match and that's totally fine. And perhaps I can recommend someone to you. For example, if someone told me like voice notes, I really prefer like you sending me emails and I'm, I'm not really comfortable with voice notes or something, then I know it's a non-match because voice notes, like coaching via voice notes, is one of the basics, is one of the big parts of my coaching. If the person doesn't resonate with that, it's I don't take this personal at all because there are people who don't like that. However, it's a clear message to me, it's, a non, it's a not a match. Or perhaps the person says something like, ah, oh, something you said triggered me. And then I can also respond to that. I can say, look, I'm not here to be your friend. This is actually my job when I'm on your side. I'm here to point out things I see and feel in you because this is how you're going to move forward. 
Or you can see, hmm, is there something in me like what, what triggered that other, other person which has to do with me? Something I have to own more? Something I, I was very dominant in but I didn't mean to? You can always choose. Is it something you want to change in yourself? Or is it part of you that either will benefit the other person or it means it's not a match? Really, learn about yourself. Either change it or it's a real no. And again, you'll know it's not about the money, again. And then the biggest one, like 90%, is that they don't believe in themselves. It's not about you, it's not about the money, it's about themselves. So do not take it personally. Detach, detach, detach. Be kind and connect with themselves, not, not from that place of desperation, oh, something's wrong with me, no. It's about them and their missing belief in themselves. It's about the fear that they can't make it work, that they don't get the results because of themselves, because they haven't made it work before, or because of past investments they have made and they didn't work out as they wanted. And here it really becomes interesting because here you really start the coaching. You have to understand it's coaching on the sales process and not the issues behind that or what the person has. So if you're a relationship coach, you're not going into coaching around relationships. You are still sticking with the topic here, which is the fear of not making it work, the fear of I invest a lot of money and I still don't find a partner. If you're a health coach, it's the same thing, you know? It's not about going into the processes, about in dieting and what they have to do and coaching them around the topic. No, it is about the fear of not making it work or of investing again and it doesn't work. Or if you're another service provider in marketing, catering, whatever, also there, address the fear and not what you actually do or um, that you outline a whole proposal for them or that you basically already start working for them and you have the whole website ready and then you show it to them and then they say, mm, actually, I don't have the money. No, no, no. You focus around the fears they have before even starting to work with you. And sometimes, of course, you go into topics, but not with this idea of I have to coach them on the issue per se, because otherwise they won't work with me. And there are different approaches to it. For example, Rich Litvin, um, I mentioned before in one of the podcast episodes, he really does a whole coaching experience with people. And it might be that this is the right thing for you. I do have a softer approach. I really coach around the issues why someone doesn't want to start the work because sometimes you can give them an amazing experience, but they still need to implement it, you know? And they think they have gotten it. They have gotten the huge breakthroughs but they have no one to guide them in or through the process of actually making it work and implement it on daily, on daily basis. So you have to figure out what your way is. But if you know that you have been a person who has like always coached people on the calls or in the conversation and they never signed up, it might be the right time for you to stop doing that and focus on the sales conversation. And if you're a person who only talks about, ah, the program is like whatever, three months long, it costs blah, 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 and you'll get this, it might, and people don't sign up, it might be that you really have to also go into the issues and show them how you are going to transform this with them. Like to give them an idea, to paint the picture of what you're going to make happen. 
So we coach around the fear of investing and not do the work afterwards. They have to make the right decision for themselves now. And this is what you're working on with them. So for example, if they have this fear, I won't make it work. You can explain to them that they have you on the side for that. If they have the fear of not getting results, you will know and you will be able to tell that to them that if they are your soulmate clients, you know that you have a hell yes inside of you. You want to love to work, like you love to work with that person. That person ticks all the boxes. Then you know that either in the time of working with you or after, they will get there. They will get the results. You know with every fiber of your being. You're not interested in the time frame anymore. It can happen tomorrow, in three weeks, in three months, whatever. But you need to be convinced of that because this is your soulmate person. And you have to be convinced of that, that it works for the person and obviously of your work. This is the work you have to do for yourself. If you're not convinced by your work, guess what? The person won't be convinced. And your job is also to not take on the savior or rescuer role. Because it's not your job to bring the results. If they implement, like if they are your soulmate people, if they implement, you know they will transform. You hold that potential and that energetic space for them. And if you don't trust in them, they won't neither. One of the biggest things you sell is your belief in them. And for example, if their fear is that past investments didn't work, you have to coach them through that and explain to them that they have to find the learnings. It might be that you give them the homework to write down the learnings and why every investment, even if they thought it was a bad investment, actually was a good one. What was their learning in that? For example, if you invested 10K and you only had like one coaching session with that person, why was that a win? One of my coaches told me that because she actually stopped working with that person because she said, this is not the right fit. I'm stopping that. And this was worth the money to keep her boundaries and to keep her space being free enough to say, okay, this is not what I want. I don't stay in that uh, coaching relationship now because it's not what I want. And it's not, you know, and she had to understand this is what she paid for. This experience made it worthwhile. And I also invested in some strategy coaching like over and over again. And in the beginning, I thought, oh gosh, I lost like 5K or 10K. And then I understood my biggest learning in that was to know that there is not one strategy for everyone. I had to learn it with my own body that for people like me, like very sensitive, intuitive people, this strategy does not work. And I paid a lot of money for that learning, for that experience. And I'm deeply grateful for it. So this is, by the way, something you can do for yourself as well. Everything I'm mentioning here, you can check that for yourself. And you can tell your prospects or your, um, your potential clients that. So they shall work through everything and find the learnings, find the wins in every investment and then get back to you. Because if they have this fear of past investments that they didn't work out, they won't be free to step into a new investment and make a new experience. Or it could be that they really, they have this fear, they don't want to invest in themselves because 
It means putting themselves first, breaking a pattern, perhaps being there for everyone, but not for themselves. And this is something you can figure out in the conversation with them. You know, it's not about that you don't have the money, but perhaps you feel not worthy enough for putting that money into yourself. Perhaps you think you have to put it into your family first or into other people or into business or into whatever, but not in yourself. And this is a pattern which usually runs deep in their psyche. And this you can figure out with them and you will help them tremendously if you break that pattern with them. Or a good one, the waiting pattern. I have been guilty of that. Or what guilty, but this has been such a big one. And with one of my past coaches, you know, it was about breaking that waiting pattern. I was waiting in every area of my life, in friendships, in relationships, in what should I do with my life. I was waiting for some external things to happen before I could make a decision. And my job was to break that pattern, to actually put the money where I wanted to put it, where my intuition told me to go, put the money down, put the deposit down, even though I didn't have any money, basically, and break that waiting pattern, not to wait any longer. And that is a big one because people wait for the right decision or for something else to, to fall into place that they can make that decision. And they are at the mercy of their circumstances. And usually that runs deep. That's not only the case in the sales conversation with you. Usually that happens like in many different areas in their lives. And you can help them figure that out. And this alone is thousands and thousands of euros worth, you know? Without them paying you anything, they have trans the transfor like transformations of their lifetimes. Now it's their chance to break that pattern. Like, how amazing is that? And really, only go into the conversation if you are inspired. If the person is a hell yes. If you don't feel lit up, just leave it with the I can't afford it. No problem there. You have to be inspired by the people you work with. A real big thing there. And also make sure that the decision doesn't bring or shoot them into panic because then you can't work together. So it might be that they are actually inclined of like to do that, but it is such a leap out of their comfort zone that they are in panic, in frenzy all the time and you can't properly work with them. So yes, they need to go out of their comfort zone for real transformation because growth happens outside of your comfort zone. But it's they still need to function, you know? If they are struggling every day and having bad dreams every night, that's not the way to go. Then it's not the right time for you to work together. So I gave you many, many examples where you can go deeper with them. I could tell you much, much more, but I think that's that's enough for the beginning. And I only wanted to add some structural things, how to navigate the conversation. Because entering that conversation, you need to understand that it is kind of an energetic bond. You can't do that forever, so you can't keep that conversation open forever. You have to have an end date in your mind. It's not about the date, but you know, it's if someone is not responding, you will have to end that from your side. You like if that person you have sent that person one or two messages, the person is not responding, you will have to end that in your energetic space and also in sending a message of okay, I get it. It might be that you're not interested, interested, so I have given that spot to someone else or whatever it feels aligned for yourself. There needs to be an end at some point because you have to be aware that it takes your energy and also their energy. I'm not a fan of pressuring someone into a decision in the conversation itself. I'm very open about when that happens, but at the same time, I'm very clear with my instructions and I expect them to get back to me. This is my expectation and that happens. 
And what is also good is to be really open about it and explain what you're doing. So if you tell them, get back to me until tomorrow, explain why. Because inquiring about your service means that they are stepping out of their comfort zone. And that means to step into a higher energetic or energy level. It means to connect with a frequency outside of their current comfort zone, with basically the energy of their higher self or whatever you want to call that. So they are going to a different energetic level because it is not their normal pattern. It needs energy to stay there. And they can't stay there without any further help because it's not their normal way of working. And that means they have to make the decision at some time because they will be falling back. They will be falling back to their status quo and their fears will kick in. Everything what wants to keep them in their, in their current comfort zone, in their current status quo, because this is survival mode. So the fears will kick in, those voices will kick in, the criticism, the self-doubt, the um, own inner critic, the saboteur. And you can explain that to them. The longer they wait with the, um, with the decision, the more those voices will kick in and make it make or stop their transformation. It is really not about if you make the sale or not. You really have to detach from that. It's, it is not about that. A sales conversation is really not about you making money, even though that is, it will bring you money if you make the sale. So formally, yes, but internally, when you're working with that person, when you're coaching them through their fears, it is not about that. So be open about that. Be clear about that. Explain it to them why it is important that they come to a decision, that they come to a conclusion. Not because you want to have the money coming in, but because they will fall back to their former status, to their former energetic vib or vibrational level, and transformation will get much, much more difficult. It is scary. It is scary to step out of the comfort zone. I know. You can't spend in that scary place for too long until you fall back. So you give them clear instructions. Come back to me until tomorrow. Let me know until tomorrow. You are the frame, you know? You are the frame. You are giving frame. You are giving strength. You are giving belief. All of that, you are giving energy to them. And you can also see with that if they keep your standards, if they are actually worthy of working with you. Because if they don't get, get back to you, again and again, you know, and not even mentioning it to you, then you know, this is probably not a person I want to work with. Not right now. And another thing I wanted to mention is once they have made the decision, for example, that they want to work with you, they can start with a deposit. And also that is not so much for you, but for them. Make it formal. Really start the process. Really, it's about the transformation. And when they have to think about Ah, you know, I made the decision, but now I have to put the money there. If you give them then another time, like another cycle of self-doubt to go there, you know, you're not helping them. So they don't have to come up with the full sum. If that's aligned with you, they can just deposit something to make it formal, to make the decision stick, basically. So I could talk much, much more about it, and I will in future episodes. However, I think you have enough food for thought right now. And I really wish you amazing conversations from now on. It's beautiful to talk with people about what is behind this objection. What is the real fear? And really see the objection, I can't afford that, as the beginning and not the end. I am personally 
deeply, deeply grateful for all the time someone kept on talking to me and not ending it there because it has changed my life. I have done some scary investments and I'm deeply grateful for the person helping me through the process. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to get turned on and fired up by life again, plus step into the next level of business growth, then apply for a discovery call with me and I'll get back to you in the coming days. Thank you so much for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.